This episode of the Big Brother Jake podcast is brought to you by Fabulista Cookies. Their products are freshly measured, mixed, baked, and packaged. You can be sure that the goodies you receive have not been sitting pre-made for days, because that's just gross. A freshness and unfabricated homemade quality awaits you. Let nostalgia be your friend, your transporter, your memory rouser. Go to FabulistaCookies.com and let them know the Big Brother Jake podcast sent you. Jake Warner was at the controls. So sit back, relax, and check this joint out right here. Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash The Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Type in the keyword search, The Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom. <laughs> boom, you're you're in there. What, what? All right, I'm going I'm to tell you something. I'm not going to edit this out. This has been all morning that I... Oh, my gosh. My neighbors have been going at it all day, and not in a good way. I want you to listen to this, man. Check it out. She has said disrespect like... Like a lot. So... I've been trying to record all morning, but hold on. Oh, man. She's been disrespected. (laughs) How can I make a podcast with this going on all morning? He's disrespectful, y'all. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. Okay. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I can't. I, I, I have my other microphone on facing the wall. Listen to that. <laughs> okay, there's a backstory to this. I totally had something planned going into this segment, but <laughs> all morning for the last hour, I've been trying to record, okay? I've been trying to do this podcast all morning long, get my notes together, and it's been mayhem. Something's in the air, man. Like, there were sirens going off. You know, this room isn't fully soundproofed. It's it's an apartment, so I can only do so much, okay? But there's a backstory to this, uh, to the argument you heard just now. And I, <laughs> okay, so apparently, you know, I, the doors were slamming all morning. So I, I would stop recording. And there was attitude going on. And I didn't know what was going on. And so apparently, uh, the neighbor had his girlfriend come up to the house 
pounding on the door. And what I wish I would have caught before I started recording that part <laughs> is that um, apparently he did some fooling around or something and she found out about it and she wasn't too happy about it. And <laughs> so they kept arguing and she feels disrespected. You know, and she's been saying the word disrespect. I, if it was a drinking game, it would be, man, <laughs> we'd all be drunk by now. Let me see if I can get some more. Hold on one second. Move the mic. Get to the wall here. Sorry. Hold on. Let me hear. She's still saying disrespect. Hold on. <laughs> it's like she's repeating herself. Woo. Okay, okay, I'm not, let me turn the mic off, hold on, but, uh, I'm trying to turn the mic off, hold on, alright, that, that, enough of that, welcome to the Big Brother Jake Podcast, <laughs> I'm sorry kiddos if you had to hear some bad words, but sometimes adults get heated, alright, welcome to the show, I appreciate y'all tuning in, um, <laughs> I want to thank the homie P-Dub, a.k.a. Paul Wilson, for coming on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Oh, man, last week. And shout out to <laughs> Pomona Pizza Company. Shout out to Fabulista Cookies. Shout out to Magic Mirror LA. All my favorite people that are uh, getting down with the Big Brother Jake podcast. Some of y'all might, <laughs> might not want to be affiliated with it after that. But she's legit said disrespected over 100 times this morning. Ooh, man, I feel bad for that dude. So if you hear dogs barking, because they have a dog, all right, or he has a dog, and um, if you hear the dog barking, they 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 didn't take the dog out earlier. I I know the routines because you know work from home, so I know everything that goes on, all the routines in the morning and everything. And man, the dog didn't get to go out because she came back. Yeah, you hear crows too. It's it's what's going on this morning, man. Damn. Ah, oh, so uh, you hear that? See, I just can't get nothing done, but I gotta keep going. I promised every Tuesday a podcast, so I gotta get, I gotta deliver, and I'm not gonna re-edit this. I hope you're enjoying what's going on. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently, you know, the dog didn't get taken out, so the dog was barking. He finally took the dog out, came back. I hear. And I was like, damn, what the hell bar- banging on the door like that? I thought it was a damn search warrant. So he opens the door. <laughs> and then I tried to record it earlier, but I couldn't do it. So I ended up like getting one of my microphones and stretching it as far as I could around the house to where I can pick up the sound. But it actually sounded better just next door here. So I heard them and apparently... He's disrespecting her. Great start to a podcast. But yeah, so again, I want to thank Peter for coming on <laughs> last week to talk about Kobe Bryant. And I also want to thank um, all the wonderful sponsors that hopefully hang with us. But I wanted to talk about something that was really cool this week. And I'm all about the underdog. And the underdog definitely prevailed this week. You know, um, 
I'm no fan of GameStop because I've tried to, you know, turn in a whole bunch of games and a game console to get $34. That's how they be doing people. They did people dirty as hell. And I didn't like it. So I never messed with GameStop like that because it used to piss me off. And I'm no stock market, stock market guru. I don't know how to invest money the way people you know usually do it and can get rich. But the Wall Street game is rigged for the very wealthy to play. You know, average dudes like myself, you know, that try to invest a little here and there, we're not going to get over millions and millions and millions of dollars, okay? But, you know, you can make a little profit here and there if you play your cards right. Well, you know, Reddit... <laughs> Man, people that, that Reddit really did a number on some people this week, some hedge fund people, and they were able to get GameStop that was going bankrupt, along with um, AMC Theaters, to promote that stock and get people to buy, and they were so good at it, hold on, oh, I thought they were fighting again, they were so good at making things happen that... I'm so sorry. Hold on. She slammed the door. <laughs> that uh, All right. Let me. I'm so off today. So they were able to make this happen. Make the stocks go up so much that other investors were losing tons and tons, billions of dollars to the point where a couple of people actually committed suicide, which isn't cool. I don't like that part at all. You know, but no problem to me is that bad where I got to jump off a bridge or out a window based off of money. If I'm broke, I'm just broke, you know, because it's all relative. You just be broke. That's just how it is. So in order to stop the bleeding, these billionaires and hedge fund people, Robin Hood, the trade company, decide they're not playing fair. I don't like it. How could this happen to us? Limit their stocks because they're making too much money. Now, here's the thing. Rich folk, wealthy, wealthy folk, always tell poor people, you should invest your money. Don't be broke all the time, sitting around not making money. What's your problem? What's wrong with you? So then, hey, people start to invest their money. It's like the movie Trading Places. If you've ever seen that movie, you need to go see it. I don't want to give it away. It's an old movie. came out in 1983, but it's really pretty accurate to what's going on now where you, you know, you punk the stock market, you get your money, buy, you know, buy and sell and, and bankrupt the billionaires. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, there's even a story that an Orange County man used his stimulus check for 600 bucks and turned around and flipped it to make 40 grand. Because he invested heavily in GameStop and, and, and all the others, you know. And so Robinhood decides they're going to put a cap on trades that have to do with GameStop. This is the biggest story this, this past week. And here's the thing. And I've been telling people this for years. Some of it's politic involved. Some of it's not. But there's certain games that people have played in the United States that's just not for us. We're not allowed to play in certain games. And when we figure out the game, 
they want to change the rules on us. And this is America. This is exactly what happens in this country a lot. You know, people have their rules and say, you guys should play by the rules. So then you find loopholes in the rules to make things work your way, and it doesn't happen. They get cheated, according to them. You know, people come up, people make money, and they don't like that. They use the same rules they set to beat them at their own game. And this is why I can't stand certain things in this country. (laughs) It really sucks. You know, you can't make money overnight. You're you're not respected by the other wealthy and well-to-do gentlemen. It's ridiculous. Good on Reddit for pumping up the stocks, man. You know, some people are mad at them because, oh, people committed suicide because of your actions. No. They did exactly what the rules were. They followed the rules, made things happen. Nothing was insider. They just made it popular. That's this generation. This generation today will exploit the loopholes in any rule or law and use it to their benefit and overthrow people. Whether it's buying a whole bunch of tickets for a rally and people don't show up or creating havoc in a stock market. (laughs) Good on them, man. Good on this generation. I wish I was that smart. I wish I was smart enough. I wish I had a good friend that was good with stocks that told me about GameStop, I would have invested some money right away. I just got my stimulus check. I'm like the last person on earth to get it, and I damn sure would have did that. Man, good on them, but that's the problem. People get mad when they tell you the rules, like, oh, you should do it by the rules. You do it by the rules, you exploit the loopholes, and people get pissed off. So good on everybody that invested and got their money and got the hell out, and shame on Robin Hood. Talking about, you know, invest in us, you know, just to cow down and and bow down to the rules and, you know, limit trades because a whole bunch of wealthy old men decided they're not being fair. You guys are using the rules against us. It's not fair. Let's limit trades. It's not cool, man. And I'm not sitting here pretending I know exactly everything that happened, but I do know the gist of the story, and I think it's a great story. And I'm sorry it got interrupted because I legit tried to do this segment four times. And every time I record, these people will start arguing and fighting and arguing and fighting. And so my apologies. But I kept it in this time because I just, you know, whatever. Maybe they're making up. I, if those noises come through the wall. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I can play that. But no dogs are barking and... You know, I just hear the crow outside probably pissed off because they were arguing earlier. But, yeah, man, get on the people over, you know, that got over and got their money. You know, this is a new generation that could tap into a lot of stuff that people aren't used to. But get on them, man. Beat people at their own rules. Not just in stock market trading, but in life. People want to have these rules? Okay, fine. Beat them at their own game. All right? So, (laughs) I got a lot more to talk about more than this and arguing and stuff like that so (laughs) let's go to the next uh, segment right now (laughs) you're listening to the big brother jake podcast (laughs) 
this is the most awkward, craziest episode I've ever recorded. <laughs> As I started the second segment, um, they took their dog out and they were arguing outside down the stairs and then decided to talk normal while they took their dog out and discuss getting better, which is a good thing. So I'm happy about that. But we also have a guest appearance by the landscapers as we speak. So if you start hearing stuff go off, you know, what, uh, leaf blowers and stuff like that, I'm not going to stop. This is the problem, and I'm not going to do this ever again because um, there's no guarantee of an argument. I'll sacrifice content for shock value. <laughs> I'll do that. But um, I usually record the podcast at night because it's quiet. You don't hear anything. You don't hear a peep. You might hear a dog barking here and there or whatever because, again, I live in an apartment. Um, it's not fully soundproofed, and it kind of sucks, but it is what it is, and it's better than when I had the dingy garage when I first started this podcast. But what happens is, you know, um, I like to record at night because, A, I'm a lot more creative at night, and, B, it's quiet. But I was out late last night, and I was up late, but I had stuff going on, so I couldn't do the podcast, and... I said, I'll do it in the morning. And that is the podcast equivalent of, damn, I need to get gas before, you know, and I got to work tomorrow. I'll get it in the morning. And then you realize you wake up late, you're struggling, you're behind, you get in the car, you're like, ah, damn it. I forgot to get gas last night. And I said I was going to get it in the morning. And you're already three minutes late to work. (laughs) <laughs> so my apologies y'all I'm sorry I got super distracted but it made for good podcasting or good radio or you know I mean <laughs> stop disrespecting me stop <laughs> anyways damn I'm so distracted today I, I'm off my game I'm not gonna lie and I already apologize this may be the second worst uh, podcast I've ever done it's alright though it happens but there's one thing that, that's been on my mind lately, because I got a friend that's been going through some things, and um, I will not say his name, but there go the dogs. Listen to this. Damn. These people just don't know. They want to, hey, if y'all want to come on the podcast, just say so. <laughs> I got three extra microphones y'all can use anyways. So I got a friend that um, is really struggling with this pandemic and this same person that I know that's a good friend of mine has gotten COVID twice. And it's to a point where they're isolating themselves. Not returning calls, not interacting, just kind of hiding from the world. And I get it, you know, like, that's a lot to take on. You know, all the family members have gotten COVID. Um, a good friend of that person passed away because of COVID. And and then another friend that was in the military um, committed suicide. So I always worry about this person. and I And it hurts because every time I reach out, the question I ask is, Hey, brother, how are you? I'm good. I'm okay. 
I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm okay. Now, I know a lot of us in this society and nowadays, and, and again, I'm not picking on people that I know or anything like that or calling them out, but I know a lot of times we don't want to talk about our problems because we don't want to be a burden to somebody else or we don't want to, you know, we don't want pity. We don't, you know, things like that. I get it. But the problem we have nowadays is that we normalize saying, I'm all right. I'm okay. But what we fail to do is we fail to deal with our inner demons. We fail to deal with our problems that we have. And it's really, really sad because how can we gauge ourselves of what we're going through and and deal with certain scenarios in life by avoiding them with normalizing I'm all right, I'm okay, I'm good. You know, I I posted something on my Instagram earlier this morning that says, if you avoid conflict to keep the peace, you start a war inside yourself. And nothing's been more true. When you internalize everything and you don't deal with certain things, you become upset and bitter and mad when you internalize a lot of things. And it really hurts to see people that you care about go through it. Because, you know, like someone like me, I'm an empath. I'm very empathetic to people I care about. And even people I don't know, I, I, I'm very empathetic because I, I get it. And I've been through things. And you don't want to see people hurt. You don't. But there comes a time when you can only hold in so much and internalize things that you start breaking from within. Because in the outside world, you could say, I'm good, I'm okay. I'm good, I'm okay. I'm good, I'm okay. And you could fend that off all day long outside of your comfort zone or your, your, you know, your, your peace at home. You could, you could fend off people all day and tell them you're good. But it's at nighttime when you're alone or you think you're alone and you, your, your thoughts run through your head of what happened during the day and everything you're dealing with just revisits you. And who are you going to tell I'm good or I'm okay to? Because you can't tell yourself that. It, yourself's not going to believe it because you know what you're going through. So you can't tell yourself I'm good, I'm okay. You got to sit there and deal with it. I did too. I went through a, a, a nice chunk of the pandemic where I had to deal with a lot of issues. And I can only say I'm good, I'm okay for so long before people that, I really, that really know me and love me and care about me said, man, you're full of shit. Why aren't you telling me what's going on with you? And sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and face facts and realize sometimes you're just not good or okay. Sometimes you got to just find a way to deal with the things you're dealing with. 
Because when the alcohol is gone and you sober up, when the retail therapy is all spent and you can't replenish that money, when you go through all these things in life, you know, to try and duck and avoid all the craziness and the madness in your world, eventually the things you do to mask what you're going through suddenly runs out and you have to deal with it anyway. You just prolong what you need to take on head on. So why not deal with your problems head on? I know it's not easy and I know it's hard. But how much longer can you say, I'm good, I'm okay. I'm good, I'm okay. Knowing you're dying inside. Here's my advice to my fellow empaths and people that have people that they know that are struggling and going through some of the hardest times of their life. Sometimes you got to love from afar. And sometimes you got to just press just enough before you cross the line and let people know that you're there for them. Let people, you know, reveal in their own time what they're going through. Don't force it out of them. But always let people know that you got an ally. They got an ally in you, you know. Because some people don't know how to deal with having people to help them. Because they never had it before. So they don't know if they're good or okay for real. They just say it so they don't have to deal with it. It sucks that it's normalized nowadays. You know, everybody wants to mind their business. Everybody wants to, oh, you know, they're just going through it. You know, I don't want to interfere. But if you care about somebody that's going through something that's really rough, do what you can to be there for them. Again, not overbearing or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, like, you need help. You need to talk to somebody. You just let those people know, hey, look, I know you're going through some things, and I know you're having a difficult time right now, but I'm letting you know right now I'm here for you. I want to talk to you whenever you're ready to talk. But just know you have somebody in your life that's here for you. And some, you know, everybody heals differently. Everybody deals with stuff differently. Me, if somebody extends an olive branch and wants to talk, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of it because I'm usually the one that's always there for everybody. You know, and I had to fall back on that because I was draining myself, helping everybody else. Can't pour from an empty cup. I've said this many times on this podcast. But that's the problem with everything. We are going through something that's so unprecedented. And apparently it's getting better, but you can't watch TV at a bar, even though I was at one last night. All right, look, I don't even get into that. It pisses me off. But remember, oh, we'll touch on that next segment before we end the show. But it's just disheartening to see so many people hurting just because they feel like they don't have anybody there. So they have to protect themselves by saying, I'm good, I'm okay. For those that say, I'm good, I'm okay, I get it. Find a way, if you can, to seek the help you need. If you're too embarrassed to talk to somebody you know because you don't want them to know what's going on with you, 
there's many, many ways to deal with what you're going through. And I'd be more than happy to provide phone numbers if you need to talk or DM. DM me at, at Big Brother Jake or at the Big Brother Jake Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, at Big Brother Jake or at the BBJ Podcast. Send me a DM and I'll send you numbers. You can call people. If you don't feel comfortable talking to somebody, hell, I'll talk to you. I talk all damn day. <laughs> but we got to as a society, man, I'm telling you, we got to stop normalizing. I'm good. I'm okay. If you can be there for somebody, be there for them. Be kind because you don't know what somebody's going through. You never know. The, the hello, how are you, and a smile can go a long way for some people that don't interact. And we're already going through something where we can't even be six feet within each other and we can't even see each other's smiles because, you know, whatever. And I get it. It's safety first. But I really wish those that are good and okay can really express themselves. And I'm a spiritual person, so I will pray from afar and love from afar. But just know, you can be Better than good or okay. But it's up to you if that's what you want to do. Hello, everybody. You're listening to my daddy, Big Brother Jake. This is the Big Brother Jake broadcast. Bye, everybody. Man, I can't catch a break. But, oh, I this is the worst podcast I've ever done. I know it. They are now doing maintenance work all around the complex on top of the landscapers and neighbors fighting. I am never doing a podcast in the morning ever again. I'm going to go back to doing it late at night. I'll get gas in the morning. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, man. That's all right. That's all right. I'm allowed a bad one here and there, but I digress. Breaking news, everybody. Some stupid groundhog saw its shadow, I guess, or didn't see it or whatever. So we have six more weeks of winter, according to that. Okay, look, that don't make no damn sense to me. I know people have fun with it and people do this and that, but what the hell is that? What's that about, man? Nobody could really explain it to me as a kid or as an adult, for that matter, because I'm bitching about it right now. That a groundhog, depending on if they see their shadow or not, indicates how much more winter we have. That's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Seriously, like what the hell? We're really putting stock into that and we're still doing it? I know, it's tradition. Why are you such a sourpuss on that? Because it's stupid. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so apparently, you know, we got six more weeks of winter. So buckle up, everybody. It was cold as hell in California. The other day it was 42 degrees for the high in Los Angeles. I know. I know, right? Should should have, like, had a declared a state of emergency, man. <laughs> we're so spoiled out here. We're so spoiled. But with everything we're spoiled with in California, we're also held back. Yes, that's one hell of a segue. That's what we call it when, you know, in radio. (sighs) So, 
here's the thing. I did mention one of the reasons why I'm doing a podcast this morning as opposed to doing it at night is I was out with friends last night. And, you know, I wanted to watch the Laker game. And so, unbeknownst to me, totally forgot. You know, we, we've, we're able to eat outside now in, Cal- in South, uh, Los Angeles, okay? Uh, Los Angeles County, you know, breaking news, you could eat outside now. Yay, we could eat outside. All right, which I'm happy because I wanted to look at a menu. And we're at this establishment, and I'm like, all right, you know, it's, it's like a sports bar. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> this is the uh, ironic part about a sports bar. People that have sports bars in Los Angeles County can serve beer, can serve food, and all those good things. You know, you make your money off sporting events on television. But, this Sunday is one of the biggest, most humongous sporting events of all, the Super Bowl. Now, these businesses that have worked really hard to reopen, and I'm glad to support them, can't do the one thing that makes them one of the most biggest amounts of money in of the year. They can't show sporting events or have their televisions on. You can serve beer. You can serve food. You can't watch TV. That's the rule now. It's like we're lucky to be open again. But they want to s- prevent the spread of COVID. All right, look. People don't want large gatherings. People are scared of that. Here's the thing. A good business owner is going to take the precautions needed to space out tables and space out areas and enforce the rules of their restaurant to ensure the safety of their patrons. What pisses me off the most is they just give us little by little by little by little by little. And the funny thing is, the statistics haven't changed much. But all of a sudden, we're able to do a lot more. And there's a lot of coincidence in that. I won't talk politics again, but it's true. Let's just face facts, all right? And I'm glad these businesses are opening. Like, I want to support everybody. If I could, I would go to every small business that had a hard time and support it. And my friends, they were friends of this owner of the bar, and they're like, we should go here and, you know, let's have a drink and, and support my friend. Like, I'm down, man. This is what I'm about. But I'm like, yo, man, you cut the Laker game on? Yeah, we got to be careful, though. You know, pretty they're going to start cracking down on people not being able to show television screens with anything on them to prevent the spread of COVID. Here's the thing. I have four friends that have lost their entire business because of this pandemic. And I get it. But how is it that, you know, Burger King, Wendy's, McDonald's can stay open And do what they do, but some businesses are super restricted if they're not a big chain. And we we can debate this all day and talk about this all day. It upsets me to no end. But then it's like, all right, things are getting better. We can open up the restaurants, but you can only eat outside. 
Oh, hell yeah. You know, we'll take that. We're happy with that. We'll take that. But no, 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 no. If you want to gather with your friends on Super Bowl Sunday, you better do it at home. But then they're going to have the nerve to tell us, we can do it at home, but we can only have X amount of people doing it. I get it. I get it. It's no joke. People that are very close to me have gotten this disgusting, nasty-ass virus. And it's, you know, got real sick. So I'm not, I would never say it's not real because that's the dumbest thing to ever say. You know, it's real as hell and it's scary and it's taking people out. But people aren't as dumb as lawmakers think we are. You know, when I walk around Los Angeles, I have a mask on. I carry um, sanitizer in my pocket. You know, if you want to give me a fist bump, fine. I'm going to sanitize the hell out of it in my hand afterward. But this is the thing. It's people's dreams that you're messing with. People have worked their ass off to make, you know, own a business. It's not easy because I've seen people. My mother owned a hair salon, and I used to see her put in 18-hour days at work and come home dead-ass tired and still make us dinner. But people will sacrifice certain things to live their dream of being an entrepreneur. And I get it. I get it. It's not, we're living, you know, with this pandemic and all that. I get it all. But what's disheartening is that people are losing businesses every day. And sometimes the one thing that people can do is eat. And they want to escape being at home all day long. And maybe they want to watch a basketball game or a baseball game or a football game and be out and feel like, Normal, like what we used to feel like. But Los Angeles County's like, yeah, you can eat, but you ain't watching no TV screen. I don't understand rule makers and politicians sometimes. You know, and and, and I don't claim to be hard left or hard right when it comes to politics. They're all feathers on the same bird, and the politicians don't care about us. They, they don't. They don't. Unless you're a lobbyist, they don't care. And I, I'll say it. I'm not afraid. But, damn. We really have to go through all this just to have a little distraction? It sucks. You know, it sucks. It's just my thought, you know, agree or disagree, it's okay. I get it. But, dang, you Los Angeles County, you're not going to let people watch TV while they're at a bar? At a sports bar, you can't, like, put the screen on. They already don't put the the sound up because it's just too hard to do that. But you can't let people watch the Super Bowl from a bar? If the owners of the restaurant take the right precautions to, to, to show safety to their patrons? I don't get it. And I'll probably never get it. And I know a lot of people would disagree with me, but it's how I feel. And they're like, well, Jake, when you get COVID, you'll change your mind. No, I won't. Knock on wood, if I do, I still won't change my mind on that. You know? I just I just think that it, I find it weird that you could keep a Walmart open and not like so-and-so's store, you know, mom and pop store. I don't get it. And I really don't get that 
you have to have the TV screens off because they want to prevent large crowds. Well, here's the thing. Owners are responsible. The places I've gone to since they've reopened everything for outdoor dining in, in, in Los Angeles, very, very responsible. Enforce the laws, enforce the six-foot rule and social distancing and all that. I think what's wrong with the politicians is that they don't trust people enough. Let the people decide what they want to do with their businesses. And people will have common sense because they don't want to be known as the place where everybody got COVID because then they're going <laughs> to lose business. So the, a smart business owner is going to be like, yep, I'll, I'll make sure that, you know, safety first. Give us a little more credit, politicians, politicians, politics, people that run this country and whatever. Give people credit. Give people credit. All right. This has been one of the weirdest podcasts I've ever done. And quite frankly, I think we're both, you and I, you the listener, are done. <laughs> so an update. Um, As I took a break between segments two and three, the fighting couple are apologizing. Um, I looked downstairs and I saw them and they were hugging and kissing each other. So I can only imagine they're going to make up. So, hey, I'm jealous. (laughs) Congratulations. Oh, man. On that note, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. I'll be working. And I'm really happy about that because I love what I do. So I'm a bigger basketball fan of football. And Chargers aren't in the Super Bowl, so I don't give a damn anyways. So, you know, I don't care who wins. I have no dog in the fight. I don't even care if they air the damn thing. Super Bowl can kiss my ass this year. On that note, <laughs> be safe if you're going to go travel and, and hang out with people. Have a good time. Be responsible. And thank you for tuning in to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Special guest appearance by the neighbors across the hall. And some dogs and landscapers and people that are doing maintenance to the complex. So I promise it'll be better next week. So until then, I say to you and yours. Wait for it. <laughs> You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.